The Holy Gospel according to John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Did Isaiah's words sound familiar when you heard them today? Jesus uses these words as his topic sentence for his very first public sermon in Luke chapter 4. There he is speaking to the assembly in the synagogue, and when he finishes, the people try to throw him off the cliff. His words were good news to the ones named in these verses, the oppressed, the brokenhearted, the captives and the prisoners, and those who are mourning. But they meant that things would not be the same. People would not be able to do the things they had always done. In Jesus, God was breaking into the world, turning things upside down, and doing something new. When Isaiah speaks these words for the first time in 3rd Isaiah, he wants the people to know that whatever they are facing, unfairness, sorrow, grief, or the loss of freedom, their suffering has not gone unnoticed. The Lord has anointed him and sent him to initiate a new beginning for God's people. When we have faced defeat, or we are suffering or grieving, and we are laid low, it can be difficult to expect anything good, to recognize kindness, 
or find hope. But into the uncertainty that surrounds God's people upon their return from exile, the prophet speaks, promising to clothe them, replacing their ashes with garland, their mourning with oil of gladness, and their faint spirits with a mantle of praise. This is God's merciful and redeeming action for them, not the result of anything they have done or said. The prophet then says, the people will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Isaiah was no longer calling the people grass that would wither or flowers that would fade. Now they were to be oaks, mighty trees that endure centuries and withstand hurricanes, tornadoes, and droughts. Mighty trees that began small, insignificant, and easily overlooked as acorns. As we hear these verses today, hopefully we can place ourselves in this text and hear the prophet's charge to us as God's people. We are to stand strong and visible as witnesses to God's activity in the world. Our beginnings may be humble, but God is the one leading and strengthening us. The prophet continues to say that God's people will be the ones who shall build up the ancient ruins, raise up the former devastations, and repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. The prophet isn't the one who will pour sweat and tears into this work of restoration and renewal. It's God's own people who are being called. One of the observations that has been made about this year and the pandemic is that the fissures or cracks in our systems and safety nets our healthcare and even our economy have been exposed. It's not that the problems we are facing originated in the last nine months, but that our vulnerabilities have been unmasked. And when the pandemic ends, we aren't going to be able to do the things we have always done. As Jesus' followers, we must go into the places of ruin, bear witness to God's presence, and walk alongside people who have been hurt by the church and by the world, and listen to the devastation in their lives. For us today, the verbs that Isaiah uses aren't about bricks and mortar. They are about people, the very brothers and sisters who are our neighbors, 
redeemed by God, we are called to build up God's people, to raise up faithful disciples, and to repair broken relationships. And when any one of us feels overwhelmed by that work, because it is hard work, may we remember that the mighty trees that we are called to emulate survive because they have a sprawling root system that goes deep into the ground. And when they grow in dry places, the roots grow even more deeply. Those roots are anchors securing the trees to the ground and they are lifelines, sending up new sprouts when the tree is damaged and storing what they need to grow and endure. In the same way, our relationships with God and with one another keep us connected in a system where we will find encouragement and strength to weather whatever comes our way. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for sending your son Jesus into the world to bring light into darkness and hope to the weary. Thank you for your mercy and grace that is unmerited and unearned, but ours all the same. Nourish us in our congregation with your word and by your spirit strengthen us to be witnesses to your presence in the world and messengers of the good news of your love. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.